This weekend, I listened to a marathon, three-hour podcast on the Tim Ferriss Show, where he interviewed this guy named Balaji. He's the former CTO of Coinbase and probably one of the smartest individuals I've ever heard speak. I was enraptured. I was listening consistently with 100% attention throughout the entire three hours. And I think what he did in this podcast is he combined so many of the threads that I have heard and picked up myself into a cohesive prediction about how the 2020s are going to play out. And so I want to talk about that today with this podcast. So what I think is happening is we're living through the fall of Rome, the modern day fall of Rome. And in this case, Rome is the U.S. empire. We are living through the ascendance of China and India and the end of the U.S. empire. Now, I'm going to focus on China for the majority of this episode, but in the podcast, Balaji talked a lot about India. I'm not going to get into that. But when it comes to China, China is just ahead in tech. And this is not a surprise. Anybody who has been paying attention to technology for the past five to 10 years recognizes this. And two quick examples is that China is way ahead in 5G, so far ahead that they're taking 5G technology and they're putting it all over Africa. China also had a much better, much more cohesive COVID response. And that's for a lot of reasons. Balaji talks about how during the initial COVID response in Wuhan, China was able to literally just build hospitals from nothing in a matter of days or weeks. Meanwhile, the United States had a consistent 9 to 12 month span where our hospitals were consistently overwhelmed. The concept of building a hospital from scratch is just not something that the U.S. ever could have done. It would not have been feasible during a Trump administration or even if a a Clinton administration, if Clinton had won. China has people who are willing to work harder than Americans. They're farther ahead in technology. And because they have this top-down communist government, they can just make things happen in a way that the U.S. cannot. China is just too far ahead. And they were going to pass us anyway, but COVID is accelerating that. Now let's talk about what's happening in the United States. The United States is having the closest thing to a civil war that we have had since the actual civil war. We had an attack on the Capitol by American citizens. We have half of the country, upwards of 70 million people, who believe that the current president is illegitimate. And we're only, what, two, three months into the Biden presidency? That that rift, that fracture, exists within America. And the fact that Biden was able to successfully become president did not eliminate that. And that is going to fracture and split in some way, shape, or form, eventually, during this presidency. And then you have Bitcoin, right? When you think about the fall of empire, fall of Rome, or the fall of an empire, one thing I know about Rome is that near the end, the government started to devalue and debase the currency to fund things that they wanted to do. That's what's happening with the relief package. We just spent $1.9 on a relief package. That money didn't come out of the military budget. That money didn't come from somewhere else. That money was printed. 
What that means is the Federal Reserve basically just granted it to the Federal Reserve banking system and said, hey, if anyone comes asking about this money, we got you. We're the lender of last resort. Go ahead and loan this new money out. The United States is devaluing the currency at a time where Bitcoin is ascending. What that means is that those two things are going to reach ahead. And probably the United States is going to try to attack Bitcoin regulatorily. They're going to try to do a regulatory attack on Bitcoin. I swear there's a word for that, but I don't know what it is. But they're going to try to attack Bitcoin on a regulatory basis. And what that could potentially do is it could make doing business in the United States less worthwhile. It could make doing business internationally with a company registered in the United States less worthwhile. And it could drive away a lot of the new Bitcoin millionaires that Bitcoin is going to create from the United States to places that are more open to Bitcoin. That's something that could happen. And the second thing that could happen is we could go to war with China. And this is related to Bitcoin. And I'm going to try to pull these threads together. You have the Republican Party, which believes that China is the enemy, right? You have coronavirus, the Kung flu, the China virus. This has been building for a long time. Anti-Chinese sentiment, etc., etc. We're going to get to a point where China is going to continue trying to take up land in the South China Sea. And the USSA is going to say, hey, you can't do that anymore. And with the Trump trade war, with all of the anti-Chinese sentiment, it is certainly within the realm of possibility that we in the Biden administration or in the next administration could go to war with China and we might lose that war. And here's why. The United States military, we all assume, is the strongest military in the world. And it is. But it is set up to fight the wars of the 1950s to the 2000s. We're set up to fight proxy wars in the Middle East with lots of guns and armament and drones, etc. But we are not ready we are not ready to fight cyber wars. We are not ready to fight bio wars. Things that China has shown through their COVID response, they are much better equipped to handle. Now, a lot of that I'm parroting from Bology, but even the United States government itself in 2018 did a, a test um, where they found that if they went to war with China in 2018, they could lose that war. And that's not something that I think many Americans would believe or even comprehend that the U.S. could ever lose a war. But in actuality, we haven't won a war against a powerful nation state since World War II. So that's another thing to think about. If China is going to leap us economically, politically, and then they were able to win a war against us, that would kind of be the, the end, the real end of the U.S. empire and the, and the gradual decline into that number two, three, or four spot on the international sphere. Now, when it comes to Bitcoin, there is a really good chance that China is going to ban Bitcoin in some way, and then you would have the rest of the West that is a little bit more open to Bitcoin. But if the U.S., decides to not attack Bitcoin in a way that China might, where China might try to attack Bitcoin's network technically. 
the US would probably regulate Bitcoin in a way that would just drive people from the US to other areas like Africa, Europe, and Latin America that just so happen to be more open to the concept of crypto that are also not China. So with all of that in mind, there is great reason to think that we are living through the fall of the US empire. And there are three takeaways I have from that. There are three things that I'm thinking about with that in mind. Number one is that there's no going back to normal, right? I think for me, growing up during the 2010s, I will always look back on that time as kind of like the last hurrah for the US empire. That's really the way I think about it. I don't think there's any going back to the world of 2019, even though we're about to all get vaccinated, even though we're about to be outside again, there's no going back to the world of 2019. Too many things have changed and too many things will continue to change. And that is an important thing to keep in mind. As we continue to go about our lives during the 2020s, we have to recognize that the pace of change is only going to accelerate. I've been saying this lots over the course of 2020. 2020 was the preview. This was the warm-up. Shit is going to continue to get more and more crazy, and we need to prepare ourselves mentally for that. Number two, most Americans don't have passports. Now, I'm lucky enough to have a passport. I'm lucky enough to have traveled other places with my parents, and I need to start taking advantage of that now as an adult because I recognize that there's more to life than just the U.S., we have been brainwashed into believing that the U.S. is the only place in the world that matters, and that is not true. And as the U.S. starts to decline, continues to decline, the concept of going and living in other places, especially given the fact that we can now work remotely, now that we can save money in crypto, now that we can go and, and be in other places where the cost of living is not so high, we need to take advantage of that. So get a passport, start creating a bucket list of other places you could reasonably live. Now, I'm about to say something that is almost the exact opposite of that. I still, I still feel very American at heart, right? Even though I recognize that we're living through the fall of Rome, I don't want Rome to just collapse. I really don't. I still feel, I've been brainwashed to the point where I do truly still feel like I'm an American, that... I want America to succeed in whatever way that that means. And one thing that Balaji said, one thing that Gary Vee has said, because they both predict that China is going to ascend and that we're going to have this fall, is that there can be a rebirth in the United States. I don't think that'll happen until potentially the 2030s or the 2040s, but it'll certainly be within my lifetime and something that I can contribute to. And so while I'm open to the possibility of living outside the U.S. for extended periods of time and just kind of watching and waiting, I do want to return to the U.S. My home base will always be Ann Arbor, Michigan. That'll always be where I'm from. And that'll always be a part of the U.S., probably. And I am invested in the rebirth of the United States. I think what's great about the United States, even though we are such an entitled country because we've been rich and on top for so long, Deep, deep down, that entitlement also means that we believe that we're the best no matter what. And I think that still exists in so many of us that are so removed from the Second World War and so removed from our great-grandparents' generation. That still exists in us. And I think that's a huge chip on our shoulder that we can leverage to rebuild a new United States 
in the 2030s or 2040s. And that's something that still gives me hope because I'm paying attention. And if you're paying attention, it's hard to think that the next 10 years are going to be anything but bleak for the United States and for Americans in general. And so I think we need to prepare for that. And we also need to be thinking ahead about the potential rebirth of the United States. Because at the end of the day, China is a totalitarian country. While the United States is an empire that has caused lots of suffering throughout the world, especially in the Mideast, I think we're a better world leader than China would be. And I think it's important that there's a generation of Americans that believe in the rebirth of the United States. And as of this moment, that's something I'm thinking about a lot, even though in the more short term, I recognize that shit is about to go batshit. So yeah, those are some of my thoughts.